0: Hello everyone and welcome to another edition of the Sports Night Podcast, presented by Mid-Tennessee Bone and Joint. I'm Chris Yao, as always, joined by Maurice Patton. And we want to take a moment, of course, and thank our sponsors as always, Beck Dental Care, Columbia Academy, Jones and Lang Sporting Goods, Custom Stone Handlers, and of course Mid-Tennessee Bone and Joint. Custom Stone Handlers believes in leadership and outside of the military. Our greatest leader building platform is sports. Custom Stone Handlers proudly encourages young people to get in the game. Contact them today at 931-490-4990 or visit customstonehandlers.com. They're also the sponsor of the End to Win Life Team of the Week, so we appreciate them for that as well. Maurice, it's... uh... It's actually going to be Friday night football this week. (laughs) We don't have any games tonight, so super excited as far as football. We have no football games tonight.
1: And hopefully we won't have any games Saturday.
0: As of now, it's it's all looking good, so there is that. Um, What we do have tonight, though, is some volleyball games, and we also went to some earlier this week. Mm -hmm. Uh, You got a chance to get out to Mount Pleasant and Zion late, but... Late.
1: Not too late. No late. Early <laughs> enough to, to to understand that Zion went out there and won in three straight sets. So a big win for Zion on the road. Obviously not a region match since their division two, but um again, they won in, in straight sets and, and a big victory for um Cali Cali West slash Cali West Turek, who over the weekend Got married, and so, um, big wedding gift for Coach Turek with the, the three set victory over at Mount Pleasant.
0: A beautiful honeymoon in Mount Pleasant, Tennessee. <laughs> There's worse places <laughs> to be, they're really good, they really are. I, I, I like it just enough. Uh, I'll tell you, it, it's uh, I was actually there at the beginning of the match to take a few pictures, mm-hmm. and man, just it, it was. A good atmosphere, lots yeah. lots of folks in the stands, and uh, you know Mount Pleasant Zion. Anytime they get on any, any playing surface, it's always fun to watch.
1: Yeah, you know, with them being so close, and a lot of them go to church together, and that kind of thing, and so there's a lot of familiarity with with the kids, with the parents, with the with the fan bases, and so like you said, when they do get together, I was able to go to the football game that they played last year um, over at Zion. That game obviously coming up in a few weeks over at Mount Pleasant, but yeah. Um, nice when those two programs can can get together and and again just a um as you said a good atmosphere and and a good road win for Zion in that one.
0: Yeah absolutely uh I was after I left Mount Pleasant I went over to Summertown as they played Spring Hill and Summertown got the win pretty pretty handily uh overall straight sets again but that second set was uh Tell you what, Spring Hill definitely didn't go away without a fight. Uh, so kudos to them.
1: You know, I like what Sarah Derryberry has done with that program. They were in the um, the region tournament a couple of years ago, went down to Hume Fog and lost. But, you know, they play in a really, really tough district and um, being able to battle for you know, region spots and that kind of thing. That That's a that's a big deal, I think, for the Lady Raiders. And the only way that you're going to put yourself in position to play those meaningful postseason games is play good people during the regular season. So, as you said, I, I applaud them for going down to Summertown. Tough place to play, tough team to play.
0: Absolutely. And I'll tell you, the Summertown looks as good as ever. Yeah. Uh, I don't think there's any... Much fall off from last year's team.
1: Well, you know, um, when when we talked to Andrea Kelly for the the preseason magazine, she said that nine of the ten players that saw significant playing time on that Class A state championship team from last year were going to be back. So, you know they they are they are pointed to Murfreesboro yet again, and no question. Yeah.
0: Speaking of Hume fog, apparently there's some fog in our. Uh, in our camera <laughs> nice segue there you, <laughs> no idea stuff. what that what that's about but uh I guess if you're listening on the podcast you don't then you, know. you won't know you so have no idea disregard yeah but if if
1: you're watching
0: uh, <laughs> it's uh, it's, it, it's rough I'll tell you what let's do this let's go to our volleyball schedule mm-hmm. and uh check that out because tonight we have a full slate of volleyball games or matches or whatever they're called. Uh,
1: <laughs> I struggle with that.
0: Yeah, it's it's it sets and matches.
1: I'm pretty sure. I, I'm, but I don't. I really just don't. I, I've I've done volleyball off and on for almost as long as I've done football. But I've always struggled with that. Who knows? Yeah. Here's I, what you can do. I try to ride around it. <laughs> you can you can
0: go uh, to Columbia Central tonight. You can travel down to Loreno. no no you can't go to Columbia. Central that's right. They're now. out.
1: You, you cannot go to Columbia Central. Do not, not go to Columbia Central for a
0: volleyball game. They are still uh, quarantined from yeah. COVID-19 issues.
1: Yeah.
0: Uh, Columbia Academy goes to Webb at uh, in Bellbuckle at 5.30 tonight. Mount Pleasant's at Loretto, also at 5.30. Independence travels to Ravenwood at 6. Perry County is at Summertown at 6. Summit goes to Centennial at 6 p.m. And... Um, Zion Christian is at CPA, and we're not sure at some point today. Probably around five or six. Mm -hmm. So if you get there a little early, you get there a little early. Uh, Tomorrow night you'll have Central not going to Lawrence County, (laughs) (laughs) and uh, you'll have Mount Pleasant at Zion. So that that should be a um, another fun matchup there. Uh, Repeat of Tuesday. Monday. Monday's game, Monday's mm-hmm. game, yeah. And then tomorrow, Summit travels up to Bowling Green. Summit is on a roll right now in volleyball. They are they are looking very good. Um, big win for them over the week, and um, I think that was their their senior night that they had on. I think so. Tuesday, yeah.
1: So, um, you know, like you said, they're playing well right now, and it's a good time because that that's a tough again a tough district there with with Brentwood and Ravenwood and and, um, some of the teams that you have to deal with in that district.
0: Absolutely. Uh, Let's talk a little bit about soccer. Uh, Girls soccer, one of the big things is that while Central's volleyball team remains uh, shut down due to COVID tonight, their girls soccer team will get a chance to – Get back on the sk- Get back on the field. Yeah, they
1: are now coming out of quarantine. Just came out. Um, they were able to practice on Wednesday, and um, they are playing a district matchup at six today. That schedule says seven, but um, communicated with Greg Sidlowski earlier today. They're playing at six against Coffee County. Um, their first game back out of quarantine. So um, big, big deal for them. They are zero and two. Both those losses in district play have yet to score goals, so um, hopefully they can get some offense going and and get some things going in the right direction in that one tonight.
0: I tell you, one of the matches that I'm really excited about here is this uh, this Richland Fairview match. And you know, anytime you you get a chance to play a Williamson County team and and for for Richland, and I'm, I'm not sure if it's a district match or it not. Is not. Uh, it is
1: not. It is not. Fairview is in. Um, double a for um for girls soccer and they have um quietly kind of built a nice little program over there so this like you said should be an an interesting matchup for richland um one of the top class a teams in this area kind of stretching themselves out a little bit going over to face a double a program in fairview so um interesting matchup there this evening
0: and again, if you're listening on the podcast, Cullioca travels to Zion at 5.30 tonight, CPAs at Columbia Academy at 6, Richland at Fairview at 6, Coffee County at Central at 7, 6. six.
1: There
0: we go. <laughs> Sorry, you just said that. <laughs> I'm reading. Uh, Independence at Centennial at 7, and that is Centennial Senior Night. So between the JV and, and varsity games, there will be a, uh, a Senior Night celebration for the Cougar Seniors. And then Ravenwood travels to Summit, and they will play at 7 tonight as well. I'm sure there's a JV game ahead of that Summit-Ravenwood match, if I had to guess. Um, That's why they're playing at 7. So, yeah, absolutely. So, uh, speaking of teams being shut down for COVID and coming back and whatnot... Summertown uh, is without a football opponent this week because Collinwood is uh, has been forced to shut down their program for the next two weeks uh, due to a positive COVID test.
1: Yeah, a tough situation for the Trojans down there, and and unfortunately the timing of the announcement was such that Summertown was unable on such short notice to come up with another opponent. So so the Eagles. Now, looking at two open dates, um, this one and later in the season, um, which I guess being open on Labor Day weekend isn't necessarily the worst thing either.
0: Not not if you're a player, for sure. Uh, probably some of the coaches getting out on the lake or something, mm-hmm. having a little bit extra time. Yep. Uh, um. I'll tell you, Co- Coach <clears throat> Les Mode out there, he told me that he was, uh, because of being off on Friday and the number of uh, team future opponents he has playing and the number of coaches he has, they're all going to split up and go watch their <laughs> their uh, future <clears throat> opponents. I think Lawrence County and one other team are not playing this week. Uh, but I'm sure they're definitely looking forward to getting out to Lewis County and checking out that.
1: a little scouting never hurts. Never yeah. hurts. Any and opportunity. You know, um, saw Jason Hoth on Saturday over at, over at the Summit Spring Hill game in advance of their game tomorrow night against the Spartans. So, um so these coaches putting in the work and um, trying to get their eyes on these teams. So good good move for for Coach Mote and the Summertown staff to kind of take advantage I'm of sure that I'm sure you'll situation. see somebody
0: at the uh, Richland since they play Richland next week. Mm-hmm. They get a little extra time to prepare for the Raiders, too.
1: Exactly, yeah. Um, yeah, but, but again, with everything that's going on with, with the pandemic and everything, you, you hate to miss an opportunity to play, but, but you got to keep these kids safe as well. So um, with Colin Wood not being available and, and everything that comes from that, we were talking off air prior to, you know, we've, we've had somebody affected each of this first two weeks, I think, and um, that's probably just the way it's going to go.
0: Yeah, even, you know, we've talked about, you know, Central just finished playing Dixon County and they had some players out um, during that Central game. Mm -hmm. And Shelbyville had a couple of starters out against CA. So it's affected everybody. Even if it hasn't necessarily stopped a game, Yeah, it has affected the outcome. Maybe not the outcome, but it's affected it in some way with players being out. Well, I mean, so,
1: Columbia Academy and their opener, they were supposed to have played Marshall County. Um, that game wasn't played because Marshall County had some issues. So they had to shift on the fly, pick up Clay County, and went up there and lost that one. But, um, you know, I, I just think between – cases coming up and the situation with metro nashville schools we're going to kind of continue to see this shift on the fly scheduling somewhere across the area from week to week
0: and we noticed just before we got on air that uh, at least john cooper mayor of nashville is saying that they're trying to start Transitioning to fall sports beginning, but if if they're not able to get started before Central plays John Overton, mm-hmm. uh, Central has penciled in someone else at this point.
1: Uh, yeah, um, apparently Central is set to play Giles County, not. Tomorrow night, obviously, but next Friday night, the 11th, in the event that Overton is not available for that think, game.
0: I don't think it's possible because it, isn't there an acclamation period, a two-week acclamation period? I'm not sure what they've been doing, or is the TWSWA going to waive? No, they're a no,
1: no, they're not going to waive the heat acclimation period. So, <laughs> no, I mean, that's that's a player safety issue. There's no getting around that.
0: But have have they been? And and that In that's pads. what I don't that's what I don't, don't know.
1: Yeah, that, that's that, the question. Is, I, I don't know how much they've been able to do to this point. So as the fog um, dissipates for now. <laughs> Since we don't know where it came from, we don't know when it's going to come back. So um, oh,
0: that's so funny. But it yeah, is we technology is a beautiful thing,
1: isn't it? When it works, it's mm-hmm.
0: great. But yeah, so so right now, Central is scheduled to play John over to next Friday night mm-hmm. at. Uh, Overton. At, at Overton. If that does not happen, they will play Giles County. At, at Giles County. Yeah, on the road. So. And if
1: you've not been to the Brickyard, it's one of the nicer high school football facilities in Middle Tennessee. So um, I think Central last played Giles County, they played during the 2015-2016 scheduling cycle. So, so it's not been that long ago for Lions fans to have been down there. But if you've not, like I said, if you've not been – Go, go early. Go to Hickory House for a pregame meal, and then walk over to the stadium.
0: So go to Hickory House. If I so if I have to go to that at game next week, that's going to be Friday night bites. Is Hickory mm-hmm. House? Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. Um, so that tells you a little bit about what's going on with scheduling wise. I know Independence has now officially picked up a Week Eight matchup, a Thursday night on October
1: eighth. They will mm-hmm. play Ensworth. Yeah, they're going to play that game, um, and that's at. That's at Independence. Yeah. At Indy, yeah. Yeah. To make up for the game that they missed this past week when they and, and Christ Presbyterian Academy weren't able to play for weather reasons and the like. So um, so they are back to looking at a 10-game schedule right now. Again, they've got Pearl Cone scheduled in week 10 as well, so another Metro Nashville school, and, and that's kind of pending. Talked to Scott Blade. He said if that game doesn't come off, they've got something else in the works there as well. But... Um, so, yeah, it, it's going to be... I'm just really glad in the magazine on our um, helmet schedule, we put down there, schedule subject to change.
0: And it has absolutely subject to change uh, throughout the rest of the season. We expect that there will be some additional stuff. Uh, you know, we're, we're just not sure what that's going to entail. Sure. Um, but we will let you know as soon as we know. Um, and... We'll talk some more about football when we come back. It's uh, week three. Mm -hmm. We've got five. Five. uh, Never, never, I'm not even going there this week. No, five. (laughs) It's five games this week. (laughs) And uh, it's going to be a good good week. So when we come back, we'll talk about uh, four of those games before we get to our game of the week. And this is Sports Night presented by Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint. Mid-Tennessee Bone and Joint treats your orthopedic injuries and existing conditions. Our trained physicians will get you back in the game faster. Contact us at 931-381-2663 or www.mtbj.net. And welcome back to Sports Night presented by Mid-Tennessee Bone and Joint. Marius, let's talk a little bit about our five games we do have this week. We'll begin with the one that you will be at. Um, you've already written a Small little story that uh, that that talks about a couple of players on these two teams, but you'll be heading out to Mount Pleasant as they take on the Richland Raiders. Yeah,
1: big Region Five One A game for for both those teams. Um, Mount Pleasant's only game to this point was a thirteen twelve loss to Summertown in Week One. Richland has split their first two games, both out of Region. So, um, and and it's interesting because when you look at the Associated Press Class One A statewide poll. Four of the region's teams are getting mentioned in there. Um, Cornersville and Fayetteville are both ranked. Um, Moore County and Huntland are both receiving votes, and then you've got these two. So um, I think this is a big chance for somebody to have a statement game, and um, we'll talk more about that in a bit. But um, as you mentioned, Austin Seals, the, the running back for Richland who leads the area in rushing, Ethan Beasley, a two-time All-State selection for Mount Pleasant. Both those guys have had a history <coughs> excuse me, with head injuries. And so um, if you've not seen either of them play, or if you have seen them, you've noticed a little um, helmet cushion. It's called a guardian cap. It's supposed to reduce um, impact and hopefully keep players a little bit safer in terms of um, – the possibility of concussions and that kind of thing. It's something that um, I first started to notice in the area about six years or so ago. Um, some teams were taking the precautions of putting all their kids in them in practice, which when you talk to coaches and trainers, that's where you see more of your injuries anyway. Sure. And and so, um, which seems kind of odd. Well,
0: but it's <coughs> s- it's because, and this is it's, – its we talked about this earlier in the season or in preseason, you know – with coach moat at summertime he was telling me that again when you're playing somebody else it's less likely that you're gonna pull up and hmm. you know you're always going 110 percent whereas in practice you one person may be going 80 percent the other person's going 100 percent and somebody's gonna get hurt mm. in that situation and when so, you put it
1: that way that makes sense i never really thought about it like that but if somebody's pulling up somebody's not one of the two is going
0: to end up hurt because you're not going to hit what you expected to hit or whatever yeah But um
1: but both those guys are wearing these guardian caps and um we were able to get a hold of um the chief medical officer of the nfl dr alan sills who is a franklin resident and and i consider him a pretty good friend i don't know if he considers me that but uh (laughs) but anyway he was nice enough to speak to us a little bit for that article so um I think there's some pretty good stuff in there
0: yeah if you haven't had a chance make sure you get to the website sm-tnsports.com and check out the guardian cap story you'll see uh, the picture of ethan beasley is the the picture that you'll want to click on there and check it out austin seals last week 193 yards rushing uh, on 17 carries and again he leads the area in rushing yards so this is going to be a really tough matchup for both teams. I'm really excited to see how it plays out, and um, you can follow Maurice Mopat and underscore sports, as you see on the screen there, if you're watching. Um, you can follow him on Twitter for in-game updates. He'll he'll keep you update, updated as much as possible. Uh, but you're, you're definitely going to want to keep an eye on that score if you're if you're interested in, in that Class 1A division. Yeah, exactly. I will be heading to Nolansville this week. Um Probably going to be another barbecue Friday night bites. Well, I mean, that's
1: the that's the home of the original Martins. You so. can't you
0: can't not go to you can't go to Nolan's and not go to Martins. I don't think it's I think it's a, a rule. Pretty sure it though. probably it's, is. It's an ordinance there. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm just saying. So, but I'll tell you, Spring Hill is struggling right now on offense, and the the Raiders have got to find a groove of some sort, some way. You
1: know. It's puzzling, just because when you look at that offense and you see the pieces over there, particularly as we've talked about, you're talking about Landon Seacrest, you're talking about um, Dante Peral, Ramon Kelly, who has their only touchdown of the season this through two games with the big 53 um, yard reception from from Luca Boylan in um, Saturday's 28-7 loss up at Summit. So you just feel like they've got the pieces and. Even in a 28-7 to loss, I thought the defense really acquitted themselves pretty well, but offensively this team has got to take some steps and, and you feel like it's there, it's just a matter of when and um, when you're talking about a Summit team that's averaging five touchdowns a game right now, I mean they beat, uh, beat Independence Forty to thirty-four. They won this game this past weekend. They can put some points up. You're going to either have to stop them, or um, Spring Hill is going to have to stop Nolensville or score with them. And and I'm not sure um, either of those is necessarily the case. Nolensville coming off of a loss to Brentwood and a win over Watertown, um, which Watertown is probably one of the better Class 2A teams in Middle right. Tennessee. So.
0: Hey uh, so it's it's kind of curious because again Spring Hill has played teams bigger uh, in size than than both of them mm-hmm. you know and so Nolansville obviously they get drilled by a very good Brentwood team right. well, you can't be you can't hold that against them. Brentwood's, yeah. Brentwood's going to beat uh, a lot of folks. A lot of folks. <laughs> and, uh, and Watertown will, too. So, you know, we'll, we'll see what happens on Kinda, Friday night. Yeah, right?
1: obviously the first region game for both of them. Maybe the first true test for both of them, as you said, when you look at the schedule for both, they both lost to um, some – Higher, teams higher classification teams eat. Yeah So um, The difference being That Spring Hill is pl- I mean that Nolensville has played A game against a, a class 2 team And Both of Both of Spring Hill's games Were against class 5 A opposition Right So we'll, we'll see I mean I'll
0: be out there You can follow me On um, Twitter At ChrisYow14 And you can follow uh, Me Retweeting um <laughs> uh, SM underscore TN sports on Twitter. Uh, you can also watch that game uh, on Nolensville's YouTube channel. So, And if you don't have the link for that, it is on the website at sm tv And if you're
1: looking for Chris at the Nolensville game, just look for the guy with the barbecue sauce down his show. That's
0: right. It's, it'll be all over probably this or something else. Uh, I'll tell you, moving on to the next game, one of the more entertaining games the last couple of years, I know two years ago... This was a track meet. This was a track meet indeed, uh, and it was at Centennial. Was that the
1: sixty-two forty game? It, is was. That what it was, and
0: is uh, <laughs> at Centennial. Independence traveling over there again, um, and like I said, this this game is very rarely not entertaining. At least, um, so we'll see what happens on Friday night. But um, that summit loss, that Indy. It's <laughs> had a little bit of extra time to simmer after C P A game gets canceled. Right. And they may be really angry when they, they meet the Cougars. They may
1: be really ready to get on the playing field by Friday night. Um I I'm always interested to see what independence does coming out of a loss because I'm not sure that there's any better coach at that than Scott Blade. He hadn't had a whole lot of experience with it but, yeah. but um you don't see a whole lot of losing streaks at Independence, and, no, no. and um, you know, I'm, I'm intrigued by what, again, as we talked about this time last week, I'm intrigued by what Jackson Campbell does for an encore after the performance he put together in his debut at quarterback, and Centennial lost a region game in their opener. They lost to Ravenwood, who is probably favored to win that region, lost at Smyrna, um, started on Thursday, finished on Saturday so you're talking about a cougars team that's that's struggling a little bit i think they've had some injuries as well but um full disclosure i'm a, a centennial parent times two and um really like the job that matt Kreisky has done up there and and um, that coaching staff um, i've got some personal ties too so
0: and former spring hill coach jay emmons mm-hmm. uh, is is still on staff there and
1: it's back on staff yeah. there that's where he was before he came to spring right. hill and then um Went back, so he likes it up there. They like him, and um, believe he's defensive coordinator over there. So he does a really good job.
0: Uh, He really does. So I don't think it's going to be sixty-two to forty this this year, but (laughs) we'll we'll see. If you if you have a chance to get out there, make sure to do that. It is the WCTV game of the week, Ah, so it will be uh, on you know
1: WCTV local. Well,
0: (laughs) local cable. There's some local cable. Providers who, who have that on on their lineup. If not, you can see it, again, on the YouTube, the WCTV YouTube channel. Uh, of course, you can follow Dash2Sports uh, on Mixler. You can get them at ihstdc.com. Uh, Brad DeShield does a great job there, making sure that every indie game is broadcast uh, no matter what. So we appreciate his help as well. Now, of course, it's going to be a really, uh, really good night. And Centennial Independence, like I said, never not entertaining. So if you want to see, a, if you want to see a really good football game, that's a game that you're going to want to see. And finally, before we get to our game of the week, let's talk about Zion Christian as they host the Memphis Nighthawks. And uh, we talk about this every week with Zion Christian that the depth issue that they have probably won't be much of an issue this week, as Memphis probably has similar depth.
1: Problems. Yeah, I'm thinking so. You know, this is a homeschool-based team. Um, not a whole lot of info out there on them, but in their only game to this point, they lost 49 nothing to Trinity Christian, and um, Trinity Christian scored all 49 of those points in the first half. It was 42 nothing at the end of the first quarter, so. And
0: last week, Zion gets up on Fayetteville and defensively held them scoreless until late in the second quarter and and as we said earlier
1: Fayetteville is ranked that's right Fayetteville is
0: very good yeah so
1: so you know if Zion Christian can stay in there early they probably have a chance to 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 come off of here with a win late um and we'll get to our picks later on but but you have you have to feel like what Zion Christian has done in spots this year puts them in a good spot for this game and they're um in their home opener.
0: Absolutely. So if you get a chance to get out design, it's the only way you can see or hear this one is is to be there. To be there. So get tickets at the gate, they're available. Make sure to uh, to wear your garnet and gold. I guess that's garnet. It's pretty garnet. It's pretty garnet. <laughs> kind of Florida <laughs> State ish, yeah. yeah. are wear, wear your garnet and gold with the with the black trim and, and you'll you'll be Having a good time at Zion Christian on Friday night as they take on the Memphis Nighthawks at 7 p.m., so looking forward to see what Brad Lowry does with his group coming off of some positives at Fayetteville, uh, but also that loss. So When we come back, we will talk about our game of the week. It is the Summit Spartans traveling to the Columbia Central Lions, and it's it's got some pretty big implications. When we come back, we'll talk a lot more about it on Sports Night, presented by Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint. back to Sports Night presented by Mid-Tennessee Bone and Joint. Um, Maurice, our game of the week will be a lot of fun. Region 5-5A. It's been a great game the last couple of seasons especially. Mm-hmm. But surprisingly enough, Summon has never lost in this series. They are 5-0 against the Lions.
1: Which means Columbia Central has never won in this
0: series. That's right.
1: <laughs> yeah, and i um you know, and until they do, I mean, it it's it's gotta be a little bit of a mental block to some degree. I mean, they've they've been in control in this ball game at times and suddenly just haven't been. Yeah. And and, and so that, that kinda plays into the mindset on both sides, I think, because some it feels like, hey, even if we get down, even if we stumble early We've got a chance as long as we play 48 minutes. And Columbia Central, the first thing that goes wrong, it's almost like here, here we, we go, go again. again. So, you know, if Central can get themselves in a position to, figuratively speaking, step on some of its throat, they've got to do it because, you know, you you got to drive a stake through their heart in this, in this series apparently because they won't go away.
0: They, they're not going to go away. And, they, you know, despite – not having Keaton Wade in the backfield, they've not had any issues on offense to this point. Um, uh,
1: so <laughs> you, you almost got to wonder how good they would have been with him. I mean, on both sides of the ball, I mean, I think linebacker is really where, where he shines, must, yeah. But, but still, I mean, that big physical presence in the offensive backfield, you can't hurt
0: big pounding back, that sort of thing. It's it, it's and it keeps Destin from having to make as many plays as well with his feet when he when Keaton's in the backfield. So, that being said, obviously where we know Central's defense has the ability to put points on the board. We saw <laughs> 10 of them last week. And thank goodness. Yeah. So, you know, that that's where I really see. I'm, I'm curious how this game plays out because both, you know, the Summit offense versus the Central defense is going to be a – Absolute slugfest, but that central offense. It's funny because the central offense and the summit defense are probably the weaker of the two, but they're about equal. Yeah, you know, yeah. If, if Brady McCandless is able to, and he was last year, to hit Stephen Kennard on a couple long passes, um, that's how they scored early last year. And then you get Christian Biggers who's gonna pound it. It's, I'm curious,
1: I'm curious because they've got a kid that's going to dress this week. Justin Buckman, and it's, it's he's mentioned in, um, in the article that we've got up on the website regarding Columbia Central and Independence's scheduling adjustments. Um, Justin Buckman is a senior slot receiver who transferred down here from um, Clarkston, Michigan. Michigan is not playing high school football right. this fall, so he moved down here, and apparently this kid was um, a difference maker on a not great team last year. And so he kind of gives them a little depth and, from what I can gather, a little juice out of the slot. So it'll be interesting to see if he's able to have an impact here and um, how much that helps Central from an offensive standpoint. Because, um, again, Summit, 40 points in their opener, 28 points last week. Central's going to have to score some points and they're going to have to slow them down. And so... Um, and those
0: 28 Summit points, by the way, were first-half points. Mm-hmm. And Destin Wade did not play the second half. It was, you
1: know... Destin Wade didn't play the second half. Brady Pierce didn't play the second of, yeah. half. Um, Caleb Jolly didn't play the second half.
0: Most of their offense was was sitting on the sideline just probably because of the heat and you're already up 28 nothing. 28-7. Or 28-7. Let's, let's yeah. just, you know, yeah. not take any chances. But so... Understand that that's, that's
1: six quarters of football, and they, they've scored 68 points. Mm-hmm. And, and um, Brian Coleman kind of talked about that a little bit after the game. You know, Destin Wade only had four carries for 14 yards in that ball game. Um, they kind of adjusted their game plan to mm-hmm. let him kind of sit back in the pocket, throw it around more fewer designed runs that kind of thing and and he had a clean pocket so he didn't really have to scramble a whole lot. Right. I think you'll see the whole of Destin Wade's game on display Friday night and sometimes getting a getting heat on this kid is the worst thing.
0: Yeah. It's it, it, if you put pressure on him, there's no telling where he may end up. Yeah, <laughs> so and he might get, be, he might end up
1: behind you. Yeah, you so. got to
0: you got to be careful when you when you're playing a guy like Destin Wade. So this Friday night, it's going to be a huge matchup because this one could potentially be the region title game as early as week three. We know Shelbyville's pretty good; they're only going to get better. With it. they got a great coaching staff over there, and they got really good players, but Page. Seems to not be very good. They're, they're not nearly as good as they were last year.
1: Well, you can't lose the seniors that Paige lost, I don't right. think, and not feel it. I, I kind of felt like going into the season that you know, Summit coming off of a state runner-up finish was the class of Region 5 5 A just on past past performance. But I really felt like you could throw Shelbyville, Columbia Central, Page in a bag, shake it up, and draw him out for two, three, and four. That may not be the case at this point, as you said, regarding Page, which um, opened with a loss over at Fairview, um, which is a pretty good 3A team, but is a 3A team. So, you know, this is a big game. It's probably a bigger game for Columbia Central, actually, than it is for Summit, but it's a big game. And... It's going to have some reverberations, I think, over the course of the region season.
0: I I I fully believe that this is going to to be. It will either be the region championship or it will cause a three way tie.
1: Or it's going to create, you know, it's going to decide who finishes second and and who has to go on the road for the first round of the playoffs. I'm I'm telling you,
0: this game is as big as it gets in Region 5 5A. And by the way, Region 5 5A was 3 of 4 in the first round of the playoffs last year. And And three
1: points away from a sweep. Yeah, absolutely should have, could have
0: been, you know, a winner in Region 1 or in that first week of the playoffs as well. So, against previously undefeated and number number one, one ranked
1: Beach. So,
0: this just goes to show how important a week three game can be. And yeah, you can hear it live on WKOM and WKRM, depending on where you're at. If you want to hear the Summit broadcast, it's KOM.
1: Which is 1017. FM. And then... The Columbia Central broadcast um, is on 1037. So, yeah, because... Or, most most car radios don't pick up call letters
0: well or you can just go to their website you can find that on our website it's on the left hand side you can click trust Star sports radio listen live and you can find it there there you go you can literally you find it anywhere um i guess we should probably tell people who were picking this week what do you think
1: I guess. I, I guess. Yeah. The only thing is, once we tell them them, <laughs> that we're accountable for That's it. That's right. We're always accountable. But you know, last week we
0: both went six and zero, picked the same teams, and I suspect that may be the case this week. Mm. You know, it's it always looks funny because he already, he has to send me his picks early. So when I pick the same teams, he's like, "Are you really just picking them because I picked them and you don't want to lose any ground?" But when we both go six zero, it's pretty obvious. There that we go. Maybe we just thought
1: we just we just had a field. Yeah,
0: <laughs> that's who's going to win. Yeah. So that may actually be the case this week as well. But that Central Summit game, who knows? We'll see. Um, let's first talk about um, let's talk about the Independence at Centennial game again. A lot of points have been scored in this one in the last couple of years. But what are you thinking?
1: I'm I'm, I'm afraid a lot of points are going to be scored. By one team, hmm. um, I, I, I think, it, much as it pains me, I've got to go with the Eagles in this
0: one. I think you're right. Um, <clears throat> I think it's important that you're you're talking about an offense that is just dynamic with mm-hmm. the addition of Jackson Campbell at quarterback because he gives them such a unique presence in the pocket with a similar to Destin Wade. If you get pressure on him, who knows, because the guy can run. And, and, and that's tough. really
1: something that Independence hasn't had at the quarterback position in past years. Right. They have really been a pocket-passing type attack, but um, the ability of Jackson Campbell to make plays with his feet and still make plays downfield in the passing game is something that um, we've not seen out of this offense.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, Moving on, Memphis Nighthawks at Zion Christian. Um, I think the fast start of Zion and the ability to jump out to a big lead will be key here, and Zion gets the win.
1: I think you're right. I, I am um, I'm as impressed as you can be with a 41-16 to 16 loss. Uh, I like what they were able to get done last week down at Fayetteville, getting up on those guys early and being tied 8-8 eight to eight at the half. Again, against a team that was looking at being 10-0 last year, got a lot of those guys back, and is ranked again in the AP Class 1A statewide poll. So I, I like Zion in their home opener here.
0: Absolutely. And Spring Hill traveling to Nolensville. Um, again, this is a game that we're, it's kind of hard to judge, um, so we'll see what happens. But I've got to go based on – One last year Mm -hmm. but also the instability of that spring hill offense makes me believe that nolensville is going to get the win here
1: yeah i I tend to agree with you here um I, i just feel like there's some talent on that spring hill offense in particular and when they put it together they're going to be tough to deal with i just don't necessarily think it's this weekend
0: i think you're right all right and the game that you will be at Richland travels to Mount Pleasant. This one is a uh, this one's a big one.
1: It is. Um, I'm excited to see the young skill players from Mount Pleasant um, to various quarterback Xavier Davidson. A um, lot of youth over there stepping in behind some experienced guys that they lost off last year's team. I think they're going to grow up a lot from that summertown game in the opener. Plus the open date this past weekend when everybody else was getting drenched. but um, And the X factor in this one could be the kicker, Jackson Collier, who was suspended for that summertime game. Um, if this is a close one, this is a kid who has the capability of, of hitting a 50-yard field goal. Sure. And, you know, now now whether or not they'll give him the opportunity, we'll see. But, but the leg is there. Again, this is a kid who's worked with them couple of former UT kickers, James and Aaron and Aaron Medley over the summer um, and he's got the potential to kick at the collegiate level um, and you don't see that a whole lot in kickers at the class 1A yeah, the level. 1A level,
0: so, that's very rare.
1: So, I mean, this guy can be a weapon and he could be a difference maker and in, in a close ball game. Having that on your side isn't a bad thing. I like the Tigers here.
0: I think you're right and I think that's uh, Basically, the same reason. I think uh, you know what you will see out of Richland will be a very potent offense. Uh, Mount Pleasant's going to have to play good defense, Mm -hmm. Um, and I I like the Tigers in this one, but I think it's a toss-up, and I'm going with the home team.
1: Yeah, I I would not be at all surprised to miss this one. Absolutely (laughs) not. This is one of those
0: toss-ups for me. I think think Richland is just. That they're a very good football team they've got they've got some really good skilled players especially Austin Seals and Sam Edwards. Um,
1: I think you can talk about this Richland team a lot of the same way that we talk about Columbia Central in that you've got the established running back mm-hmm. in Austin Seals who can, who can be that constant for you over the course of a ball game and if Sam Edwards can make enough plays in the passing game to to keep you honest mm-hmm. defensively, and let seals run, uh, you could have a ball game late.
0: Absolutely. So, you'll you'll definitely want to keep tabs on it. Uh, following Maurice at Mopaten underscore Sports on Twitter. All right. So our picks each week here are here's what you're looking at, and they are. Hang on, you missed one. I'm sorry. No, I haven't got there yet. Oh, my bad. All right, go ahead. Anyway, our picks each week are brought to you by Jamie Davis, Allstate. You're in good hands with Jamie Davis. For a free quote, call 615-392-1122. That's 615-392-1122. And make sure to tell her that Southern Middle Tennessee Sports sent you. And uh, that will be appreciated. I promise you we, we would really appreciate it. Um, now the game that you were talking about yep, that yeah. I – I missed. I did not miss. But you didn't miss. My bad.
1: I'm I'm sorry.
0: It's okay. It's okay. (laughs) It is our game of the week. It's the Summit Spartans traveling to Columbia Central Lions. Um, We've talked a lot about this one, and we're going to continue talking about this one. (laughs) But um, I'm just going to go ahead and tell you, I think this is Summit's game to lose. And I also think that at some point something will happen in which Columbia Central thinks, oh, God,
1: here we go again, and Summit will take advantage. Yeah. You know, I, I just think um, – I think Summit's too balanced on offense. I, I think Columbia Central has a great defense. I just think that Summit can come at you from too many different positions. I, I think, obviously, Dustin Wade, Keys, everything um, – I think Sam Kerouac is really underrated at the running back in, in Keaton Wade's spot. Um, they've got some, some and weapons. And their changeup
0: back with Jalen and Cotton.
1: And and they've got some weapons in the passing game with Pierce, with Jolly. Brandon King is a nice little complimentary receiver for him there. Pierce a, compliment, and, a
0: complimentary receiver with two receiving touchdowns in game three. one. Oh, and, and another one. And then another
1: one on Yes, yeah. Saturday, so yeah. that's so, a pretty good compliment. So, Pierce and King each have six receptions on the year and three touchdowns. That's a pretty good day. That's that's not a bad, a bad percentage there. One of every two uh, <laughs> catches is going for six. So, um, I, I just think Summit has too many weapons offensively. I like Summit in this one.
0: There you go. So, it's another week of picking the same teams, but that's okay. I, I mean... There are two games that I absolutely feel like could go either way. I'm pretty confident on the other three, mm-hmm. um, but but those last two could could go either way, and I wouldn't be surprised neither uh, neither time. Mm-hmm. So you want to want to make sure that you get out to your local high school game this week if you can get a ticket. If you can't, you can find out how to listen or watch. You can visit our website sm-tnsports.com. There's a uh, an article there with every single game how you can listen watch or buy tickets um, if there's an availability to listen or watch if you cannot you can follow us uh, on twitter at SM sports that's the best way to get up to date live coverage uh, throughout Friday nights hashtag only game in town make sure that you are following us we really appreciate it and again subscribe on the website it's absolutely free to do so doesn't cost you a dime and you get everything we write directly to your inbox so for Maurice Patton, I'm Chris Yao. This has been Sports Night presented by Mid Tennessee Bone and Joint. Have a great day.